everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Church Brand Guide podcast. My name is Michael Persaud, and today we're jumping in uh, with Pastor Stanley Scott. Uh, he's going to be our guest today. We're going to talk about Easter and how do you plan an event. And uh, just walking through that process, we're actually going to be working with Pastor Scott to help him through um, the Easter planning event for his church. And I uh, thought it'd be a great opportunity for an actual, a real life pastor to uh, hop on a podcast with us and provide his perspective on a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. So Pastor Scott, welcome. Hey, everyone. Uh, good to see you, Michael. Uh, thanks for having me. Can you, uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit to our audience who may not know about you? Sure. My name is Stanley, and I'm married to Marquita. We've got two boys, two years old and seven month, um, seven month old. I also live in Houston, Texas, where I pastor Faith Family Church, and we've been there for 10 years this year. Excellent. So you're uh, right now in Texas uh, recording on this uh, video conference call. Um, right now, I'm in Kansas City. It is freezing cold and snowy outside. Um, so we are we are in two different worlds. I think you guys are doing a little bit better than we are. Yeah, it's a bit cold down here, but not nearly as cold as it is everywhere else in the country. But the we're we're getting on a call now. In uh, right now, it's January. So when when we're on this call, if you're listening later on, this is January, and we're about eight weeks out from Easter. So timing wise, that is kind of where we want to be when we plan Easter. In fact. If I if I were to do it again, I would actually go about 10 weeks out. So, Pastor Scott, we're a little bit behind in our planning. Okay. <laughs> Not really, but we're, we're doing okay. But most right. churches, most churches, uh, they don't think about uh, 8 to 10 weeks out planning for an event. So that's like the first thing I wanted to cover is like, hey, we, we just have a, a standard that we have in place that about 8 to 10 weeks out, we want to get on a call with the key leaders and um, help you plan your event that's coming up. So, Pastor Scott, have you thought about Easter very much yet? Oh, man. Uh, for any pastor, it's got to be the single biggest day in the year. We've got other big days that we work with um, on our calendar, but literally Easter Sunday, we call it Resurrection Sunday, is our biggest uh, focal point, our biggest event, our biggest preparation day. Excellent. So we're going to go through um, what it is that you have in mind, what you want to try to accomplish for Easter. And we're going to use a, uh, a document um, to help us go through that. So uh, we, we've developed a document that we can uh, take a look at here on the video podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us, we'll walk through it so you can hear uh, exactly what we're talking about. But there's a basic, there's a timeline that um, we, we want to look at first. Um, so like I said earlier, we're going to look at eight to 10 weeks out, starting the planning of the event. Uh, about four weeks out is when we want to go ahead and start promoting the actual events. And then a uh, day of the event, we want to have a plan in place for that. And we also want to have a plan in place for after the event. Like how do, we, how do we make the most of the event after the event? Um, the big idea with any um, event is that we want to make sure that we have a follow through in mind. Like, what's the result that we want after the event? Like, what, what do we want to take place as a result of the event? And then based on that, we want to go ahead and, and plan the event so that we work towards that end goal. So we work our way backwards. So Pastor Scott, with that in mind, like, what, what is your goal? Like, what's the win for you this Easter? Uh, you know, obviously, we want people who don't know the Lord 
for whatever reason that touched their heart to come to church that day, we want them to be safe. We want them to experience God in such a meaningful way that they acknowledge that God is true and that they give their hearts to him. Um, we also, a win for us would be an unchurched person who uh, may not necessarily be unsaved, but just not, not in church, maybe a de-churched person. Um, that would be a huge win for us. Excellent. So that is a great target for us to shoot for. Uh, that unchurched or de-churched um, target is a great um, a great direction to point me in. So if I'm serving you as a communication director, maybe you're out there listening to this podcast and you are a communications director or a marketing person for your church, or maybe you're the pastor that does everything. Um, clarity is going to be the, the key to having an, an effective promotion for your event. So effective promotion is that you want a lot of people to show up and uh, really the most effective promotions get a lot of people to come back. So we want to make sure people come back. So the fact that you're saying you want to reach out to people that are not in the church already makes um, the event itself more clear. My objective as a marketer, so we're, this podcast is all about marketing and branding and that type of thing. Pastor Scott, you are the pastor, the shepherd, and we're not necessarily looking for the spiritual to give spiritual guidance. You, you have that. We just mm -hmm. want to provide you with marketing you know, strategy. Okay. So with... With that in mind, um, wh what would you say towards the idea of um, the Easter promotions uh, being very community focused versus being insider focused? Are you okay with that? So first, my, my first question is by promotions, uh, what do you mean? So when we create a graphic for your Easter, we need to have a theme, a message. We have to call it something. And that graphic is going to go on Facebook. It's going to go maybe on a postcard mailer. We haven't determined what yet, but we will. But we need to determine what does this design look like and what does the message need to communicate? Okay. So what's the question again? Um, so are you okay with that being uh, outsider focused, people that are outside the walls of the church? Or Absolutely. is it? Okay. It, it would have to be for, for really our goal. Um, you know, we're in a momentum right now, which is so exciting. Um, January, February, um, great time of year, every year. Um, but then going into um, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, um, that's a big deal for us. And, and so outside-minded promotion to get new people, um, that would be great. Okay. So one of my first questions is the, uh, what we call the event. Um, so if we, you said Resurrection Sunday. So my question would be, is that, is that going to be, um, can, we, can we work with that? So the idea being, if it's outsider focused, they may not, if you're outside the church, if you haven't been to church in, in a long time, you might not get the idea of Resurrection Sunday. If you're oh, in the church, I think you understand that. But one suggestion might be, if we just called it Easter, Easter services or Easter Sunday or something along those lines, the people mm -hmm. in the community that don't know anything about church or haven't been to church in a long time would be more, more uh, easy to, it'd be easier, quicker for them to understand what you're trying to promote. What, what are your you thoughts know, on that? Well, you know, Michael, that's probably the number one thing I like about you is because um, you represent that side. I don't think that way. I'm, I'm a pastor, I think spiritual. And, you know, Easter is a pagan God or, you know, the pagan aspect. It's not Easter, so forth and so on. And I can get it caught up in the doctrinal side of that. But I need you to say, hey, 
a person who's not saved, a person who's really out of church and, you know, following, not following God closely, that's almost a turnoff to call it resurrection. You almost have to explain what that is and do I really want to go to that? So thank you for bringing that to my attention. And absolutely, it needs to be what the world knows it to be, especially since we're going after the world. So one thought is that we can keep the resurrection uh, uh, message intact. So outside the walls, as we promote on Facebook or anything else, maybe we go with Easter and we just lean into that because it's what people know. But when they come in, when, they're, when they get beyond the doors, we can change that. Like it, it could be Resurrection Sunday. And then you have an opportunity then to unpack what that means so yes. that that new person begins to understand what, you, what you're talking about. I like the way you think, sir. I like that. Okay. So that, that's um, some clear direction. We, we're, we're talking about a, key, a couple key questions that I want to ask eight, eight weeks out. We're eight weeks out for Easter. So what is the win? So we just talked about the win is to get people that are not part of the church in the church. So that's my goal. You're giving me a lot of clarity as a marketer to know okay. what I need to shoot for. Like as the leader of the church, you're, that, that's super helpful for me so I can help you accomplish the goal. Um, the audience, you're giving me that as well. So that's another key question that I need to know. Um, so with that in mind, we, we're saying people outside the church. So then mm-hmm. we're able to have that conversation we just had about what do we call the event? And that's a really helpful conversation as well. Um, the call to action for the promotions. Um, that's another key question. I just want to uh, maybe put it out there of what that means. Call to action means you need to give people one thing to do. Like when they see a postcard mailer, when they see a Facebook ad, what is the one thing that we want them to do? Um, so here's, here's, some, uh, here's some examples. We, we could ask them to come on that Sunday at you know, service times, 10 a.m. or uh, whatever other service times you might have for that day. So that, that could be one call to action is direct call to action to show up. Uh, another call to action would be that maybe we set up a landing page on the website and then they go there. So they just go to the website. On the website, they've got, you've got maybe there's a message uh, that's prepared for them. Maybe there's like kids check-in that's prepared for them, for them to make it easy. So that could be a, a uh, indirect call to action where maybe there's a step before they actually come to the service. Pastor Stan, do you have any thoughts on, on what the call to action might be? Uh, thank you for defining it. Um, when I first read the term on the screen share, um, what is the call to action for promotion? And like, I didn't really understand promotion. I didn't really understand call to action. Um, so now that you've explained it, um, it makes sense. And, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, thinking in terms of this, this graphic, you know, promotion, asking them to do something. And if, and if so, what is it asking them to do um, gets me to think of, along that line. So um, now, would I know what that call of action be? I mean, I would imagine that it would be good for us that the call of action would be go to the website because they can find out a lot about us that may remove some of the questions that a, um, a person that doesn't know us might have. Okay. Um, awesome. So maybe we play with that a little bit um, off this call. We can talk a little bit more about details, what that might look like. But that's a, that's a really great, um, again, direction for us to build towards, um, whether it's a direct call to action to come to the event, or if we have a transition that we can build out that makes it a little bit easier maybe for somebody to decide to come to the event. Because there's going to be questions that people have 
of mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, what wh- what is this event? What am I walking into? You know, going to to church is like going to a wedding that you you're just not invited to. So it's uh, it's kind of awkward. You know, yeah. you may not know people. Um, so how can we bring down those walls? And that might be the the reason we do a um, a indirect call to action where we might have a web page or a, a page on the website okay. to help uh, answer some questions. So a couple more questions on our, our grid. Um, what does the event, uh, does the event support the mission of the church? So this is, this is a why, like, why are we doing this event type of a question? Um, so I feel like pastor Stan, you, you get it. Like you understand that this is what the church is all about. It's about getting people saved. So Easter is kind of an easy one. Yeah. But sometimes we have events like a men's conference, or maybe there's like a, a harvest festival. And we just need to make sure that it is in alignment with the church values, that we're not just doing it to do it. But Easter is kind of an easy one for us. So we'll go past that one real quick. Um, and then the, the last question that I wanted to hit on, though, is how will you follow up with the event attendees? So again, eight weeks out, we, we wanted to be thinking about this stuff because the goal is not just about getting people to show up at Easter. That is one goal, but man, I really want to push the idea of like, what are you going to do after the event? So we've already started talking with our executive pastoral team and and just our total pastoral operations, which is preparing every team in the church for this big day. Again, this is like the Super Bowl for us, you know, in in the sports analogy. Um, But in reality, what we would be asking or in terms of what we would need to happen in in follow-up is are we engaging the people that fill out the contact cards? You know, not everybody will, but, you know, and then what, what is that follow-up going to look like? Um, what other events are we going to create or have to connect and to draw in the people that come out on uh, Easter Sunday back into the church, you know, to get those multiple opportunities? Um, the other thing is to make sure that that weekend shines that it's it's beautiful that it's warm it's receptive when people come in um that it's physically clean and welcoming um so that we make such an impression you know uh, that they'll want to come back excellent so that is exactly what needs to happen where you're you're just thinking through how are we going to follow up um how are we going to capture information so one of the challenges that um I want to put out there is how how can we capture information in a way that is, you know, easy for people to give us that information. So we, we can't follow up with people if they don't give us like at least an email address. So we just want to make sure we have an easy way to do that. Maybe, maybe it's connect cards and we just make it very clear that um, you want to fill out the cards when you're there on that Sunday and then you could turn it in. Maybe there's extra places to turn it in just to make it really easy that day. We just want to, take full advantage of the idea that people are going to be there and that we want to follow up. Another couple of thoughts is that we, um, and I think you, you mentioned it, uh, we can promote uh, maybe an event after Easter um, that we want to invite people back to. So okay. we know that people have one Sunday where they're going to come um, mm-hmm. uh, typically. Um, so we just want to invite them to come back. And mm-hmm. an easy win, honestly, is Mother's Day. Um, yeah. If, yeah, if we promoted Mother's Day, mm-hmm. that'd be an easy win. Yeah, so, I mean, I was just thinking it, it, could, it would be almost three weeks uh, at the most four, but I think it's three weeks away. So it'd be a good time to have them back. And Mother's Day statistically is the third most attended Sunday behind Christmas and Easter. Um, so if, if Mother's Day was a big deal at the church, um, 
then you can have your moms that are there that, that day just kind of prep them to be like, hey, just invite your kids. Uh, come on back. We have a great Sunday prepared for you. And awesome. who wouldn't want to come honor your mom in a couple of weeks? Right. So that, that's one idea. You might have a different event that you, you might have at your church, but um, just think about invite. How are you going to invite them back? Um, what can you invite them back to? So on Easter, there should be one thing that's a big promotion of some kind that you're going to promote to invite people to come back. It's your one big announcement that you have. Don't have a ton of announcements on Easter. Keep it clean and simple. Uh, we don't want to announce the usher meeting on Tuesday. Not on Easter. Let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Let's keep oh, I, it. Think we, I think that was scheduled. I think we were going to do that, but thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, Pastor Scott, did you have any um, ideas in mind? So, again, I'm, I'm kind of that communications person. I want to um, pick your brain, get all the information I can so that I can do an excellent job to help you. Um, was there anything in mind that you promotion wise that you wanted to do this year? That's um, like just actual promotions, like a postcard mailer, maybe Facebook. I have some ideas, but any thoughts on your end? Uh, and, and specifically for Easter, correct? Yeah, this is for Easter. So um, definitely would love to do a mass mailer. We haven't done one in a very long time. We did every door direct mail like years and years ago, maybe three or four years ago when we moved into our current facility. So we really want to um, put our meeting location on the map for our community. Um, that would be one big thing. And then, of course, social media really has become social ministry. Um, so anything that we can do, um, it's kind of hard to govern the geography or at least I don't know how to do that on, on the social media map but um, would love to get some kind of uh, electronic advertisement digital av advertisement out there. Excellent so we found that uh, there's a trend of doing a lot more digital advertising so mailers are, are effective and it's a good idea um, we might poke around at that a little bit more just to just to see if that is truly the direction that we should go in. Again, I just want to provide some options for you. Um, so Facebook and Instagram have amazing tools that you can use. Um, YouTube as well. So potentially if we create a video, we could get a lot of traction out of, out of that and put some, uh, some of that budget maybe behind digital. Mm -hmm. And um, so again, I'm not ruling out the postcard mailer. Probably a great mm -hmm. idea. We, we could probably just look at it a little bit and um, see if there's if it truly is something we want to lock into. Okay. Okay, and then um, I'll I'll just kind of go through the uh, the last part of this document real quick. So all that all those questions that we just went through is basically eight eight weeks out. We just want to ask those questions. That way we know with clarity what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, I'm on the same page as Pastor Stan. We have the same goals, the same objectives, and we're all we're both rowing in the same direction. In fact, um, Pastor Stan, if based on promotions, you might, you know, shape the service in a certain way so mm -hmm. that we're, we're working towards the same goal. Um, we're getting people, it, it's kind of like a football game. We're getting people to move down the field a little bit. And then mm -hmm. um, on that Sunday, you want to move them down a little bit more. And we just keep on working towards the same, the same end zone. The other thing to look at is uh, promotion timing. So I'm going to hit on this one real quick because uh, we don't have a lot of time left. But the, about four weeks out is when we recommend starting promotions. Now, with Easter, we might go a little bit further out, four to six weeks, where we start um, announcing things and putting some materials out there. Um, mm -hmm. People come to church, on average, once a month, maybe twice, depending on right. where, you're out, where you are in, this, in, in the country. That's so weird, by the way. Yeah, yeah but it's... 
I'm there all the time and I want to be there. So, um, but that's the reality. And we have that same situation uh, where, where we are. You know, Pastor Scott, too, I, I, I was thinking about that on a, so I used to be insider, you know, on church staff. And I grew up going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, uh, anytime the church doors were open. But it's interesting, even for me, um, I found that I, I don't go every week. Um, I, I work with churches, but I'm not like on church staff. But now that I have four kids and um, I tell you that things just, just come up where it actually makes more sense to watch something online. And because we have that option and because it's a quality experience, um, that's a really great option for my family from time to time. Now, I, anyway, it's a bigger conversation, probably a whole other podcast. <laughs> but, um, but we want to promote about four weeks out, four to six weeks for Easter. That way you make sure you hit people at least two times and um, you're not missing anybody with your promotions. Again, make a list of all the different types of promotions that you want to do, uh, your print media, your video media, your website. So we'll go through all this stuff, Pastor Stan, and we'll, we'll make sure that we cover all the different types of media. Uh, print video websites, screens, social media. Uh, we'll, we'll create a punch list that um, as I'm working on creating the promotions, um, I'm, I just know exactly what I need to create well ahead of time. And this allows me to, to succeed and to uh, help the church succeed because of the clarity that I have in advance to make sure I plan my time wisely and uh, get it all done um, so it's not rushed. I, I don't know if you've ever ex experienced this, Pastor Stan, where you've created something but then uh, you have to pay for rush shipping because it was, it was running behind. Golly, yes, we've done that. Okay, I was just wondering if I was the only one that had to go through some of that. We just wanna be a good steward of our time and everything, so by planning eight to 10 weeks out, it allows us to do that. Uh, the day of the event, we wanna have a plan for the day of the event. So a um, couple key components just to share with you. Uh, great hospitality, Pastor Stan, you already talked about that. Um, having some great greeters and a great experience for those guests that are coming in. Uh, so the entire experience should be guest focused, um, especially on Easter. Uh, we even like last year, we had, we worked with uh, one church in particular that set up extra um, tables in the lobby just so they can have more conversations. Uh, little mm -hmm. round tables or high top tables where yeah. leaders yeah. can just meet with people. Mm -hmm. So you might think through even some of that. A clear call to action for the next step after Easter. Like make sure Easter, you're promoting something that's after Easter. Invite people yeah. to come back. Yeah. Um, make sure you capture information. Uh, make sure we capture video and photography of the event because okay. we want to share that after the event and celebrate. And then also make sure we're using some social media to share what's going on at the event. So we're looking eight weeks out and Pastor Stan, we're going to partner with you to make sure that maybe in one way or another, we, we can do these, these five items with yeah. the church. How do those sound to you? You know, the one that catches my attention the most, all of them are great, um, but the capture video and photography, um, I just immediately thought to myself, you know what, I better book our photographer uh, to have her come in. Uh, we just hired her for a special event that we had to appreciate all of our volunteers, but I'd love to get her locked in before she makes plans for her Easter Sunday um, to say, hey, this is a real big day. We need video, we need, you know, uh, pictures taken. Um, and I think that would be a really, really good thing. So I'm glad you pointed that out. 
Excellent. Yes, absolutely. Let's book the photographer and the video person. Um, if you can, you know, even book them to make an edit for you afterwards and get that ready as soon as you can. And maybe on that Tuesday or that Monday, you can post something about how great Easter was and just mm -hmm. continue the momentum. So we, what we want is people to show up on Easter and then on that Monday, see that, wow, that, that was a recap the, of the experience I just had. So we want to keep that momentum so they don't, they don't drop off the map. Okay. Um, and then the last part of it is one week after the event, we want to take a look at that as well. So there's two things we want to do after the event. One is we want to evaluate. And then two is that we want to celebrate. So after the event, uh, it's a good rule that we, about a week or so, or maybe within the first week, just pause and ask a few questions. What was the win achieved? at the event, let's just talk about that. Did we win? Uh, did we say, did we do what we accomplished? Um, did, did what went as planned? Then also what didn't go as planned? And then um, how can we follow up with our attendees? Again, just revisiting that question. And then just take any notes for next time. That way you're not always starting from scratch. We know Easter's gonna come next year. We might as well take some notes and be able to do it better next year. And then the second thing is to celebrate. We just want to make sure that we, um, we celebrate. You're going to have a lot of people that are volunteering their time and energy. And we just want to make sure that we celebrate them and celebrate what was accomplished, you know, salvations or whatever else happened that day. Make sure we celebrate that because that fuels everybody to want to be a part of the next thing. So it's kind of an insider thing. But also if people came they, and you celebrate them coming again on social media or something, they can see that. And hopefully that builds some momentum towards them coming back. Awesome. Any thoughts? Like, uh, do you do you uh, uh, do a good job with evaluating right now after uh, an event? We do. We have a debrief form uh, that we send to the leadership, and then um, my wife, she's over the special events. So one of the things she recently did was just sent to all the participants. Um, hey, how did you like the event? What didn't you like about the event? Um, you know, what comments uh, would you provide? So. Um, we've got some really good feedback, you know, not all of it was positive. Some of it was things that are actually going to help us for next year, things that we didn't think about, you know, that have really now put us in a position to take a good uh, event and make it great. You know, that's a great, uh, it's actually a great marketing tool to ask people how their experience was. It, it communicates that we care. Um, so even if you were to ask that question as people uh, visit on that day, maybe there's a comment uh, section of your uh, connect card that just says, hey, what did you love? Or what, what didn't go quite so well? However you want to word that. Um, that values people. Like even if they don't write something down, it just shows that you value them. So that's, that's really great that you already do that. But one of the hardest things that um, I find that churches um, struggle with is, is a celebration afterwards. Pastor Stan, do you, do you do a good job with that, celebrating what has happened? Oh, I hang my head. We have not done a good job celebrating. Um, just the fact that you pointed it out, it's like, oh, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> you know, We should somehow, and, and really, our goal this year is take the momentum that we have presently and keep it going right into um, Easter Sunday. And then add to the church, you know, literally, we're believing that one, 200 people will be added to Faith Family just in this, the, the few weekends 
uh, of Easter and then the few following. Um, and so we want to really captivate a momentum. And so taking what happened that day and keeping it before our eyes and celebrating it, uh, like you just described, I can see how it keeps it going. And next thing you know, you're looking up and it's Mother's Day. All right. And if the same pattern follows, then I should be asking on Mother's Day, you know, the call to action is, okay, here's this next big thing that we want you to do um, and get them, you know, just keep that momentum going. And I, I believe that um, this could be a breakout year for faith family uh, where we go from ministering to hundreds to literally possibly, uh, hopefully even ministering to thousands. Um, and and I've, I've seen it done in other churches and I've always wondered, you know, how did they get there? And uh, I really believe it's tied to captivating the momentum. Excellent. I just want to make one final point before we close it out. Um, it's not always about pointing to events either. Like we can, um, we can point to Mother's Day and then uh, Mother's Day, there might be something else that we can point to, but we can also point to um, things that are just important to the life of the church. So it doesn't always have to be like an event, like a big event type of a thing. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of times you feel the pressure to put on a, yeah. in a, an event. Uh, last year, for example, one of the churches we worked with, on Easter, we just knew that the goal was to create alignment where everybody showed up on, on, at the same time. Like mm -hmm. we know that everybody just shows up on Easter. So on Easter, the one thing we wanted to promote was actually their, the membership class. So we, we actually revamped before Easter, they revamped the membership class. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and then on Easter, they just promoted everyone to go to the membership class. And wow. they called it something cool. And it was like, hey, if you've been here for 10 years or 10 minutes, we just want you to go to this class. And there was a dramatic spike in attendance for months after that because, wow. because it kicked off and it kicked off this new, this new wave of people, um, not just showing up at church, but actually now becoming what they called members and contributing in one way or, an, or another. So it doesn't always have to be an event. But the key is that we just want to think ahead. Like, what is it? Mm -hmm. And then by, by asking those questions ahead of time, we're able to maximize like what, what we're trying to do. And we're not always playing catch up. Um, we know Easter's coming. So let's go ahead and make it make the most of, of that time. Pastor, Pastor Stan, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Do you have any final thoughts about what we've talked about today? Um, we're just thankful to God for you. Um, I say that with all sincerity. Um, I don't have a degree in marketing. My degree is in architecture and in ministry. And so um, these are things that I'm just totally clueless of. Unashamedly, I admit that I need your help. And uh, I believe it's something that we've been needing. Uh, felt like we've been the best kept secret in Houston, Texas for so many years. Um, and I didn't realize that this is the key and this is the link. Um, I think there was something you said to me last week and it came back to me on Sunday. Um, a church without good marketing is like a message without a microphone. It can only go so far. And so um, thank you for being you and, and doing what you do. Well, thank you very much for the encouragement. I really appreciate that. Um, a lot of times marketing uh, is something that we kind of hesitate with because we don't feel like it's genuine or, you know, where is it in the Bible or something along those lines with, with a lot of, but it's just a tool. That's all it is. You, you have the substance, you have the gospel. Uh, God has given you a vision and a mission um, to do what you do, a calling to do what you do. I, I view it as, man, I just want to help you do that. I just want to amplify that as much as I possibly can with, 
the gifting giftings that God has given me. So I really appreciate your encouragement in that. It means a lot. It really does. Um, that's why we do this podcast, and that's why I want to do it even more to help to help you and others like you um, just learn maybe some techniques that can help them take that message that God has given them even further. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Pastor Scott, and um, I will see you guys next time on the next podcast episode. Thanks for joining me on the Church Brand Guide podcast. Thank you.